and welcome back to The Abnormal Christian. I am Brad Mason. I am here again with my wonderful wife, Natasha Mason. Hello. And there she is off to my right side. And we are back again for another episode of The Abnormal Christian. I want to thank you first and foremost for continuing to listen and to come back for new episodes uh, and new updates of kind of what's going on. Um, currently, today is uh, April the 30th, so it's the last day of the month. And uh, this month, we have crossed uh, about 6,200 listens for the month, um, which is really uh, good. It's very good. Don't get me wrong. Um, last month, we saw a dip. Uh, we stayed around four, I don't know, 4,800 something. I don't know. Um, but there was a real dip um, during the week of uh, coronavirus outbreak. So podcast kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, I think people were uh, getting used to the shelter in place orders all around the country in America. And, um, and so people were just not on their daily commutes and they weren't really listening on the regular. Um, but anyway, so this month is, is kind of grown and the Lord is continuing to use the podcast even in our absence. Um, so honestly, for the last two weeks for us, uh, we have not had the time to really sit and uh, really breathe. I don't think we've had time to really uh, take some time for ourselves to really connect uh, with the podcast and to continue to do it the way we want to do it. Um, so today, I was just uh, thinking, you know, we're going to sit down, we'll just have a general conversation, we'll go through um, a chapter of scripture that I would like to cover and talk about a little bit, um, and really talk about what's going on um, with us personally right now. Um, if you're if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know we have uh, a lot of children. The Lord has blessed us with children, so um, there are parents and people out there who are just like us who are dealing with uh, kids being at home and not going to school. Um, and Natasha has uh, had to work from home for the last how long has it been now? It's been at least a month. Yep, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a month, and so um, she's been at home. We have a, a computer set up in our uh, back office where we have her work set up that she does. And then to the left of that, we have the computer that we use for the podcast. I bought one specifically, cheap computer off of eBay just to help do this so we wouldn't really mess anything up. So anyway, uh, she sits in here during the day and does her stuff for the hospital. And then off to the left, our youngest daughter, who has uh, just turned five, sits uh, beside her at this computer and watches videos at loud volumes. And so um, it, it's interesting because it really changed the dynamic of, I think, uh, of culture of what people are doing, um, how we're operating as a society uh, and a nation together, especially as Christians. It's very difficult because we're we're really locked in place, you know. I think uh, the heart of the gospel is going out into all the world and preaching it. And so people are finding uh, that it's a, it's very challenging when you can't go out into the world. Um, and so you're, you're kind of stuck in place at your home. And there's the opportunity to minister to your kids, to really strengthen your family and the Word of God, and to, um, to really walk in the faith, you know. Um, I saw something from, I think it was Martin Luther the Reformationist Martin Luther posted the thesis on the door there. He had written way back there was a plague that had hit. And uh, so I think it was 1418, if I'm I just thinking off the top of my head. But anyway, during this plague, he said he did the same thing. He said, I w I'm, I'm not going to be a burden to others by putting myself in a position of getting it and then passing it to other people. But I'm also not going to, um, to keep myself from helping someone in need. Um, because if the Lord puts us in that position, then he himself is the one who will either uh, protect us or he won't. Or, you know, he's the keeper of our life, really. And it's not us. It's it's up to God. Um, 
So in this whole thing, we've just really been shifting around. I've been working um, tremendous, uh, a lot of time. I've been putting in a lot of hours, and I'm really, to be honest with you, I could title this episode Exhausted. Uh, I could lay down now and just go to sleep. I think that's just any given day. Um, but right now, I'm really tired, and I think, um, you know, if you're not working, then you're not working at all, and you're frustrated that you're not working. But if you are working, you're working a ridiculous amount of hours. It's feast um, or famine. Yeah, it's really, and it's tough because, uh, you know, I have a lot of people who work for me, people working around me and under me, and um, a lot of people who look up to their to the management team to make sure that we're getting the job done. And um, it's, it's tough when I'm tired, and I'm feeling it too, and... Uh, to keep that positive attitude, to keep that positive outlook, because it's very easy to fall in that negativity. Um, so it's just been a real challenge. And and it's hard, honestly, it's hard to do a podcast when you, um, I told Natasha, I said, it's, it's not that God is far from us. He's never far from us. Um, but we ourselves are not as connected as much. You know, uh, I want to say that, you know, I, I, I have plenty of time to get in my Bible studies and, and plenty of time to do all these different things and to pray and engage the Lord. Um, but when I'm spending 11 and 12 hours a day at work and it's day after day after day after day, um, it becomes, I don't say it's a challenge, but it is. It's a real challenge. Uh, and I find that when I have my, um, my face in the Word of God, then my eyes and my heart are looking for the things of the Lord. And it's really tough. And I think this is why the scripture tells us to keep our mind focused on that, right? It says, whatsoever things are good and pure and of good report, if there be any uh, virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Um, and it's talking about the word of God. So when we're, we're surrounding ourselves with God's word, um, I definitely think we have, we feel that closeness in a relationship, you know. Um, but when we're surrounding ourselves with the things of the world, uh, we 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 might feel far from him, even though he's not far from us, um, and that's very it's very uh, important in the time of the world that we're in right now. With everyone, you know, if you're watch, we watch the news every night, uh, something we've never really done. Well, we're always a day behind. We are. We we won't, we don't pay for cable, so we don't know what's currently going on. So if the world ends today, we'll catch the news about it tomorrow. Just, you know, it's one day behind. But um, so we watch the news every night, which is something we haven't done. We've just been keeping up with what's going on around America with the coronavirus and around the world. And um, it's been really interesting because the, the and I'm not here to harp on the media, but they've really got a spin to it. Everything has got a spin. Um, it's a lot of fear. It's a lot of negativity. There's there's always that shining rainbow at the end, but there's a lot of, of bad things that everyone is talking about. There's always the graph of the people who've died and all these different things. Um, so there can be a, a, an opportunity and a, and a possibility for this fear. And as a Christian, the real question for us should be, should we live... Um, should we live a life that's based on fear? I'm not saying a life that's based on ignorance. I'm not saying we do ridiculous things and put ourselves in ridiculous situations uh, that would threaten our life. Um, but do we live in fear? Even if we were to get sick, should we continue in having that fear in our heart? So we're going to look really quick at um, Psalms chapter 46. I uh, really want to say off the top of my head that this is uh, the Psalms that David wrote to the Lord. These are, these are David's thoughts and feelings and ideas. Um, and we can relate them to our lives because he served and worshiped the same God that we do. And the same fears that we have, a lot of times I think as believers, uh, churchgoers, pastors, teachers, preachers, um, we forget that you know, we look at these men in the Bible, and we always hold them up higher, and we say, "Well, they, they, you know, they did all these wonderful things, but they were human just like we were. They were uh, faulty in every way that we are faulty, and um, they really had to rely upon God 
the same way, the very same way that we should rely upon God. So we're going to go have Natasha read some here, and we'll talk a little bit as we go. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and through the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. God, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. So this is a great chapter, I think. Um, I know David went through a lot of different things. Um, he was facing a lot of different troubling situations. Um, Saul trying to kill him. He was, you know, he just having these... Uh, he really poured his heart out. I think the Psalms are really important because they really it shows David's uh, pouring out his heart to God. But here in this chapter, um, even though everything that he's going through, he's really saying uh, everything that needs to be said about the Lord God, our God Yahweh, who who is uh, you know by his very voice um, is melting, could melt the earth with the very voice of his mouth. We always uh, remember, you know, in the beginning in Genesis chapter one, that everything was spoken into existence. Um, but at the same time, God could remove all those things, um, with the very words of his mouth. And even, even in the world that we live in, where we might, uh, you know, there's 7.5 billion people on the planet and, um, and maybe, uh, 1%, maybe 2%, um, are believers who who have given their lives over to the Lord through Jesus, and uh, you know, and the heathens. Uh, this is their planet. This is what they do. This is their world. This is the things they run. But here in the Scripture, David even points out that God will be exalted even among the heathen, um, because in that in that last day at the great white throne judgment, when everyone is there. Um, God will be exalted up. He will be lifted up. There's not a disease. There's not a, um, a, a war. There's not any kind of circumstance or situation or trouble um, that God is not able to handle. If you're, you know, we, we talk about if we're struggling in our lives, if you're struggling right now financially, you've lost your job or you're sitting at home and you don't know how you're going to make it um, and you're worried, um, I want to tell you that God is bigger than all of that. God is greater than all of that. There's not the mountains on the earth. God has spoken them in into existence. The animals, everything that is walking and exists has become the very voice of God. Uh, the God who has given us new life and abundant life. If we're born again and we live in him and we live in Christ Jesus and he is now in us, right? The Holy Spirit dwelling in us and we're covered in the blood of the lamb. What would God not do for his sons and daughters? Would he not take care of us? You know, there's scripture where he says he, he, the, uh, the righteous will never be uh, begging for bread. You know, the Lord is going to provide for you. The Lord is, and and, and I don't say that as in, uh, you know, I, there's many times I, I've 
listen to these people on TV and they say, sow a seed and God will take care of you. That's not what the Lord says. The Lord says, I will take care of you because you're my child. That's what he says. He's going to provide for us. There's many times in my life where I didn't know what was going to happen, how I was going to make it. And God has always brought his provision forth so that we could continue on. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of times people say, hey, that's not what I wanted. But God knows what you need, and that's what you needed. It may not be what you wanted, but it's what you needed. Um, but the the bigger picture here is that God is over all of this. Um, it doesn't. Governments are going to come and go. Uh, kings are going to rise and fall. Uh, disease, famine, pestilence—all these things in life are going to come and go. People are going to get sick, and people are going to die. We're going to grow old. Um, it, it is it is a fact of life. But God Himself is consistent. He is all powerful. He is all knowing. He is in control uh, of what is going on. And whether there seems chaos in the world, God is that consistent that we can. can we can turn to. We can put our hope and our faith and our trust in him because his word doesn't change. He doesn't change. Um, and when we walk away from that and when we give into the fear and when we see all the things that are going on and we allow those things to consume our mind, get in our mind, get in our hearts, we start living our lives based on this fearful idea. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be um, proactive and protective of of not putting ourselves at jeopardy, right? But I'm saying we have to trust the Lord that if he directs us in the way that we should go, then we should go that way. Um, it, there, there have been missionaries in the past who've gone into the field, who have gone to uh, unreached people, um, who have gone in and been killed um, trying to reach those lost folks. And that was the way that God would have them go. And you say, you know, I can't believe that God would want somebody to go off to their death. He would, surely he wouldn't call a missionary to go into the field who, who would wind up dying for, for what they believed. And I would say, yeah, absolutely. He would. Um, that was the consequence for the disciples. The majority of the disciples, all of them were killed one way or another. They had their heads cut off. They were crucified. They were boiled in oil. I, you, you're not going to convince me that when God calls a man or a woman to go in a certain way, that that way might be dangerous, that that way might not have the best outcome for your physical life. Um, you know, the Lord is going to put us in the position to where he needs us and where he can use us. Um, there's been many a times where someone has died, where a believer has died, and the very... Um, life that they lived was was brought up that Christ was all that was in their life. And people at their funeral and people in their lives that were around who knew them could point to that and say, yeah, that guy lived for Christ or that woman lived for Christ. And it really touched people through their death. You know, God is going to be exalted. Um, that's just the end of it. It, it doesn't matter what, what the world says or what anyone else says. God will be exalted. We're going to have to deal with the trouble in life. We're going to have to figure that out. We're going to bring it to him and pray about it. Um, but no matter what happens, God is exalted. God is exalted among his people. We should lift him up. You know, um, I, right now it's tough for people. Everybody's there. There are a lot of people who are not able to go to their churches and gather together. That doesn't mean you shouldn't exalt God in your home. He should be exalted in your life. He should be exalted in whatever you do, the places you go for work. We're to lift him up. We're to give encouragement to other people that God is in control and that even though, you know, there's fear all around us that God uh, has a set plan for us because when we start giving into those things, um, that's when we start doubting. We start putting that little bit of doubt in our heart that, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what's going on. I'm not quite sure how we're going to make this. Uh, I, you know, and, and it goes on to, this is the other side of it that, uh, that people need to understand too, is that when we're looking at the world and we're looking at what's going on, right? How easy is it for people to say, well, this is the end of the world. I mean, have you seen that? 
And I'm going to ask you this. Have you seen that on the Facebook or anywhere? <clears throat> well, yeah. People want to act like it's the end of the world. I mean, but there are some people who are saying that this is possibly the end of the world. The Antichrist. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There are people who are saying, you know, well, this could be, a, you know, an opportunity for someone to put an implant in your arm or put an implant in your forehead or right, to, no, you know. No touch cashless yeah the cashless society and we're gonna get because it spread you know and i don't excuse me i don't think these things are are pointing to the end of the world right now i think this is a good example of what could happen we see how people are quickly willing to give up some freedom to um to have security and i think this does play into the idea of a a larger global economy and a global government and a global leadership i think all that stuff points and we're headed that direction um, but uh, is God not still in control? Would he not still be in control? Is he not in control of the universe? The earth still circles around the sun and all the planets are in their orbit. All of the stars are following their path. Um, it's it's humbling to think that everything that's out there, everything that is, is, is because someone spoke it into existence. He spoke it into being. He didn't have to lift a hand. He didn't have to do anything but other than speak. And we would allow the things of life to put fear in our heart, you know, and that's the main thing here is I really would like, if you're listening to this, get the, get your Bible out, you know, maybe tomorrow morning before you go to work or before you lay down to go to sleep or something, really read through Psalms chapter 46, read it with a little bit of passion in your life, in your heart, read it with passion, read it with that knowledge that this is my God that he's writing about. David is writing about the same God that I worship. Read that out loud. Read it in your mind. You know, I mean, really tuck that away in your heart that there's there's nothing going on that I should be fearful of that God is not in charge of and that he's not in control of um, and that no matter what the world may do to me, um, God is always going to have my back. He's always going to have me in the palm of his hand. He's always going to take care of me. Uh, we saw this a lot, you know, in the New Testament with what was happening with Jesus and the disciples. And, um, you know, the Lord backed it up. He backed them up with uh, acts and miracles and all these wondrous signs to prove that they were from God. Um, and we can stand on what they did and say they proved God was true and with them. And the same God that was with them is with us. And so it's really, I think, um, it's really beneficial for us. To remember that, because we've got to remember our place in the world. We've got to remember our place in this society. We have to remember our place uh, in relation to the Lord God. This is not our home. This is not our final resting place. This doesn't belong to us. This is not ours yet. This is not. Uh, this isn't the kingdom of God that we see. There's so many people out there. There's one group out there, and I won't name them specifically, but there's one group out there who believes that they are building the kingdom of God on earth right now. Um, they worship at places called kingdom halls because they think they are building the kingdom of God, um, which is against scripture because Jesus, you know, he said, thy will be done, thy kingdom come. The kingdom of God has not come yet. And when God's kingdom comes, he brings it himself. We don't build it. He brings it. Um, and so this world that we live in is not ours. And we, But we do have to remember who is the king and who is in charge. Who does all of this belong to? Um, yes, we have a common enemy. And yes, he uses many different things to hurt the body of Christ. Um, but God is still sitting on his throne. Jesus, the son of God, is sitting at his right hand. The Comforter, the Holy Spirit, is still dwelling in my heart. Um, all three are together, and they are one. Um, and so we we have that touch, that little touch of heaven, which is a big touch for us, but that little touch of heaven and that little touch of God dwelling in us. 
um, and he is taking up residence. And he's not leaving us, and he's not going to forsake us. He's not going to forget us. The Bible says his arm is not too short to reach us. Um, He sees us where we're at. He knows our struggles. He knows all the temptations we face. He knows all of the, uh, the, the trials and tribulations that we're going through. He knows the tears and the prayers that we have before we say them. He knows the desires of our hearts, and he knows our needs. And our Father, who is in heaven, is going to take care of us, and he's going to provide for us because that's what a father does. He looks after his children, and it's up to us to just put ourselves in subjection, to submit to the Lord, to listen to his voice, to follow his word. You know, if you want to hear from God, the easiest way to hear from God is to do what? Read the Bible. Read the Bible. The easiest thing to do is to read the Bible. Um, If you're waiting on the audible voice of the Lord, you might be waiting for some time Um, because everything he needed to say to us is in his word. He's going, you know, you want the voice of God, open up the word of God and read and uh, really take that in. And that's your father talking to you. If you're not sure about what to do in your life, open the word of God and read. Um, pray on it, and the Lord will show you that direction. So really wanted to get into a little bit of Psalms 46. I think it's great uh, for what's going on right now in the world. Continue to pray for us as we are working um, a lot, um, and it's uh, it's it's a burden on everyone. I think. Or not? Yeah, that's that happens too. So um, if you're if you're not out there and you're not you, you're not working and you got some free time, you can email us at uh, theabnormalchristian at gmail dot com. I'll be happy to uh, write back and forth with you, and Natasha will write back and forth with you. Maybe send us a prayer request or something that you know maybe you're going through that you just need somebody to pray about. We would be more than happy to uh, to add your request to our, our prayer time. Um, if you have a subject or, or something you would like to hear about, uh, go ahead and drop that in there too. Um, or if you have an idea or a comment on one of the episodes that you have heard, maybe you agree with it, you disagree with it, maybe the Lord revealed something to you um, that you hadn't thought before. Uh, add that in the email and send it to us, and we'll be glad to respond. You can reach us also on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I do believe all those places were there as well. So anyway, we hope that God continues to bless you. Um, Do not have fear. Um, God is still sitting in heaven, and uh, he loves you very much. And we hope to talk to you again next time. Bye. Bye.